Hi, and welcome to another episode of Doing It to Death, the podcast that explores various aspects of death and dying through the lens of myth, storytelling, and pop culture. The back cover of The Timekeeper, a book by Mitch Album, reads, Man alone measures time. Man alone chimes the hour. And because of this, man alone suffers a paralyzing fear that no other creature endures. A fear of time running out. Why are we so obsessed with time? And when it comes to death, why do we feel there's never enough of it? Come on a journey with me as we explore the tyranny of time. Oh, death, oh, death, won't you spare me over for another year? Oh, death, oh, death, won't you spare me over for another year? If you've listened to previous episodes of this podcast, you would have noticed that the episode on harbingers was a bookend to the previous episode on psychopomps. In the same way, I like to think of this episode as a bookend to the first episode, which was the quest for immortality. The themes of mortality and time will likely be revisited many times in future episodes, as they're crucial to the human experience of trying to understand and come to terms with death. Now, while I don't hold The Timekeeper out as a must-read novel, and to be honest, it's not compelling or very well developed in my opinion, but it does deal with some interesting concepts and is well worth a look. The story centres around Dor, the first person to measure time and invent the first clock. As punishment for trying to control something so powerful and amorphous, he was trapped in a cave by God, given immortality, and eventually became Father Time. He was doomed to listen to the voices of every soul who desired more of the thing he had first identified, the thing that moved man further from the simple light of existence and deeper into the darkness of his own obsessions, time. As mankind grew obsessed with its hours, the sorrow of lost time became a permanent hole in the human heart. People fretted over missed chances, over inefficient days. They worried constantly about how long they would live because counting life's moments had led, inevitably, to counting them down. In reality, people's lives revolving around and being controlled by time didn't really take root until the Industrial Revolution in the late 19th century, with the development of the railroad and therefore timetables and the building of factories where workers were expected to be at work at a certain time and work for a set number of hours. 
And actually, globalised time and international time zones didn't become fully accepted and established until after World War II with the increasing amount of air travel. The overall concept of time, however, goes back much, much further. In ancient Greek mythology, there were two gods associated with time. Kronos was the god of time and was believed to have emerged at the dawn of creation. He and the goddess of inevitability, Ananka, split the world egg apart to form the earth, sea and sky, and then circled the cosmos, which created the split of night and day and the eternal passage of time. The word chronology derives from the name of Kronos, the Greek god. There's also another ancient Greek word for time, kairos, which means the right time or the most opportune time. In archery, kairos is the moment when an arrow is fired with sufficient force and accuracy to hit the target. It derives from the name of the Greek god Kairos, who was the god of luck and opportunity. In ancient Roman mythology, the god Janus was the god of beginnings, transitions, time, doorways, passages and endings, and the month of January derives its name from his. Kali is the Hindu goddess of death, time and doomsday. As an embodiment of time, Kali devours all things, in the same way that time eventually devours everything and everyone. Etu is the Lakota personification of time. As the keeper of time, Etu is responsible for making sure time keeps moving forward while also reminding us that all we have is the present moment and to cherish and make the most of the time we have. In Philippine mythology, Bangan Bangan was the god of universal time who regulated the cosmic movements, although there's very little known about him. Is Mitch Album right in saying that man alone measures time and suffers a paralyzing fear that no other creature endures, a fear of time running out? A study conducted by Northwestern University and published in the Nature Neuroscience Journal in 2018 concluded that animals can judge and understand time and their brains have an internal sense of time. Other studies have shown that smaller animals seem to perceive time more slowly and at finer resolutions than larger animals, which makes sense from an evolutionary viewpoint as it gives them more time to respond to and evade a predator. How do geese and monarch butterflies or swallows know when it's time to migrate? They have an internal clock in their brain that measures the amount of sunlight there is in each day, just as we do. 
So while humans aren't the only animals who comprehend and measure time, we almost certainly are the only creatures that obsess about its passing. In The Timekeeper, Mitch Albom says, Consider the word time. We use so many phrases with it. Pass time, waste time, kill time, lose time, in good time, about time, take your time, save time, a long time, right on time, out of time, mind the time, be on time, spare time, keep time, stall for time. There are as many expressions with time as there are minutes in a day. Why is that? When I took a course in Jungian psychology a few years ago, one of my lecturers recounted a story about Jung, who, upon being introduced to a woman at a party who was wearing a cross around her neck, took the cross in his hand and told her the aim of life should be to exist where the horizontal and vertical parts of the cross meet. As Jung said, we live on a horizontal axis until the vertical pull of the soul will force an encounter. It doesn't want you to waste the precious opportunity of this life. This type of encounter might involve a lot of pain and suffering, but hopefully it will open you to your depths. Now the cross is alive in you and there is the potential for something new to be born. Is it the case, therefore, that the reason we're so obsessed with time and so afraid of it running out isn't because there's not enough of it, but because we aren't using it wisely? Are we so taken up with moving through time chronologically or on the horizontal axis Jung spoke about that we forget time is also supposed to be lived vertically or in kairos? So as we wrap up this episode, I'll leave you with the questions God asked Dor in The Timekeeper. You marked the minutes, but did you use them wisely? To be still. To cherish. To be grateful. To lift and be lifted. And that's it for another episode of Doing It To Death. Now, I'm going to ask you to please do one or all of the following three things. One, leave a review or share this episode with your networks. Two, join the Doing It To Death Facebook group and let's continue the conversation over there. Or three, send an email to info at embodiedconnections.com.au with any comments, feedback or suggested topics for future episodes. Until next time, take care and thanks so much for listening. Oh, death, oh, death, won't you spare me over? 
for another year. Oh, death, oh, death, won't you spare me over for another year.